and author. Roy talks about what it's like to grow up in the South and what kind of science fiction he writes. Envision your target reader. What movies do they watch? What do they wear? What kind of phones or electronics do they buy? I guess they would watch the same things that I watch. I mean, I know as a, a reader, I'm not necessarily writing to myself, but I tend to write what I like and what I li- like is science fiction and fantasy. As a young, a younger kid, I think, you know, I watched Star Trek. That was like really what got me going. <laughs> I am a huge Trekkie. You know, I grew up in a really, really religious home. And so like, I wasn't allowed to watch certain things. So a lot of the fancy stuff I wasn't really allowed to read or to watch. I was given a copy of the Chronicles of Narnia and that probably was because C.S. Lewis was very much a devout Christian. And there was a lot of, I guess, religious allegory in his story. I've read his stuff, you know, A Wrinkle in Time. I remember seeing that in the library in 1983 when I first moved to Charlotte. We came into the the big public library, and I remember seeing that. And that picture, I think it was of like a centaur or something like that, on the cover with this face. (laughs) I just looked at it, and I was like, wow. I remember staring at just that image burned into my head. So from an early age, you know, fantasy uh, and then sci-fi, I really liked... When I was watching The Next Generation, I started seeing the original episodes, and then I think it was 1987 when uh, The Next Generation came out. What I liked about it most was the optimism that it had, you know, kind of like a, a, a almost a utopian, but not quite utopian version of society hundreds of years in the future. And there's so much um, dystopian works that are out now, and there's always, I think, a lot, there's a lot of, I guess, geopolitical concerns that people have, regardless of what political side of the spectrum you're on. And so that has driven a lot of the dystopian types of things. But I've always been an optimist. Sci-fi has always been an outlet for that. The sci-fi I like is, is one with an optimistic uh, vision of society. I tend to take more of the Star Trek as opposed to Star Wars kind of a thing. I do like Star Wars. I do watch and read dystopian stories, and I I think it's rich in its own way. And not to say that I'm not going to write and haven't written aspects of that. But I tend to think my ideal reader would be more of an optimist, is very much a futurist. You know, watches Star Trek, watches all those those geeky things out there, and where's the geeky things out there, and maybe goes to the Comic-Cons and those types of things. That's probably my ideal reader. And there's a lot of different facets in there, and there's a lot of culture in there, and tend to think that they like being different, and they don't care so much if uh, they get picked on by different people that have different views, and that's kind of where I am, and, and I guess probably what my reader is. Your story is similar to others who are in, in less urban populated states of the U.S. The closer you get to the South, I think you start seeing that. Um, what they love to read and uh, watch is, is, is uh, 
uh, opposite or different. We'll just say different than the the culture that's around them. Yeah, I mean, I'm a child. For, I'm a child of the South. So, I mean, I was born in Virginia, lived in Kentucky, and then you know grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, I mean, that's that's my trifecta, you know, of my childhood. So, uh, yeah, I'm very much a child of the South. But I'm also I come from a multiracial home. I have a multiracial family and multicultural family in a lot of different respects. Growing up, I was much more from an African-American home than I was from a Caucasian home. My sisters are black. I went to a black church, lived in a black neighborhood. I very much identified more so with that culture than I did the Caucasian culture, uh, which is very much different from how it was when I was living in Kentucky. I lived in the hills of Kentucky in Radcliffe, and it was the complete opposite there. But I was really young, and I didn't have as much insight. Uh, and then I moved to Hawaii. I've I've been twice married now. I'm my wife is Japanese. My my daughter's Japanese, and there's a lot of interesting culture here. You know, we we have the Hawaiian culture. Japan's very much uh, um, an impact here. There's a lot of Filipino culture here. Uh, so there's a lot of different you know, facets and uh, interesting things that, that I have access to and that I've experienced in my life. And I, I like to travel a lot. So I really love diversity. So it's really nice to have that juxtaposed, I guess, against different types of, of opinions and views and my own history and childhood. So there's a lot of interesting things to draw on, I think. I'd like to channel something here. So when you were young, Roy, when you were at that public library in Charlotte, did you know the science fiction and fantasy uh, area of quite well? And uh, uh, tell me more about that. No, I, actually, at that time, I knew pretty much next to nothing. I mean, I, I when we first moved to Charlotte, prior to that time, I had lived in a trailer park, very poor. My mother, at the time, my father was in the military, and then my parents um, separated. She was earning money ironing people's shirts in the trailer park. Wow. So you can kind of imagine how much money she was making, which was not a lot. Yeah. Again, we were very religious. I went to a very religious Southern Baptist church at the time. I was not allowed to listen to or watch a lot of shows or our music. And most of the time we didn't have a television. And when we did have a television, it was didn't work properly. I, rem I remember my mother like listening to, I think it was like uh, General Hospital or something like that because the screen had had died. <laughs> I had books. I would read books, but they tended to be academic books. I remember reading. I had a book on spiders. I had a book on like the Boy Scouts. Did you have to subversively read your science fiction? You know, when I moved to Charlotte, I did. I mean, when I was younger, I didn't. Yeah, I just wasn't. I just wasn't old enough. You know, the thoughts did not occur to me, and and I didn't move to Charlotte till I was. I mean, I was about six years old when I moved to Charlotte, so I didn't really. <laughs> have that many ideas about subversive culture. But, you know, I mean, when I moved to Charlotte, I remember actually stealing books from the school, <laughs> the school classroom. Uh -huh. they, had, they, they, had, they had books on, um, uh, I guess, meteorology and clouds. And I remember, like, putting the books in, underneath my shirt. And I'm sure, like, I was, I was really skinny. So I'm sure they, <laughs> they stood out. I'm sure the teachers saw me, just didn't say anything. And I remember at the end of the school year, they would dump the old textbooks into the dumpster. I remember they had like some kind of carnival on the last day of school. And my sister and I, I don't remember what year this was. I must have been in third grade or fourth grade. But I remember going into the back of the school, jumping into the dumpster, and we were taking out every single book that we could find. Nice. And yeah, <laughs> so we had all these. I mean, you know, they were a mix, like some textbooks, but some storybooks. And I remember over the summer, just like, you know, reading everything that we had. And they had like this um, reading contest. 
And I remember I've won the reading contest twice. One, I one time, it was when I was actually in Kentucky. I think I was in first grade. I won, um, I think it was a uh, soccer ball or something I won. And then the second time I won, I was in, I think, third grade or fourth grade. And it was after that summer and I had gotten all those books and I read them. And I don't remember what I won that time. But I did love to read. I did, I did love consuming information. They called me. Back then, my teacher, they call, everybody called me by my middle name, which is Gene. They didn't call me Roy. Um, and my teachers called me Encyclopedia Gene because I would take the encyclopedia and I would read it from front to back. And this was in like in third grade and in fourth grade. So I just had a thirst for knowledge. You know, I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. And I, I didn't really start <laughs> maybe uh, getting into subversive culture, I guess, until probably middle school or high school. One takeaway is, hey, teachers and people who work at schools, stop throwing your books away. Put them out on a table by the door so people can just take some things, just like the remainder table. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm, hopefully they don't do that anymore. I mean, hopefully they, they give those books away. I but, remember uh, that too, though. If you enjoy listening to Sci-Fi Thoughts, but find it difficult to remember to Check the website for new shows. Get this technology from the future. Install into your phone a podcast player. Using this, you can subscribe to our podcast feed. And next thing you know, you'll be cruising around in your car with your phone plugged in, playing sci-fi thoughts, or you'll be out there jogging, or you'll be doing whatever you want to do and have your ears plugged into some cool science fiction programming. You can find instructions on lancerkind.com. Next episode, we hear more from Roy Huff. I was not a writer um, as, a, as a young kid or even as a high school kid, and it, it kind of actually happened by accident. My mind was always on science and learning, and, and, and later in life, moved on to, I guess, entrepreneurship.